1: our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash Wondersuite.
2: You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever
3: and welcome you are listening to watching the financial survival network well if you've made money in crypto and you managed to sell it before the latest sell-off and you're showing profits then you got to figure out uh, how much is uncle sam going to get and are there strategies for crypto that uh, that can help you offset other income and uh well there's a whole world of crypto taxation. And Micah Freim is with us now. Micah CPA, you're really into crypto. And uh, hey, what do we do here? How do we uh, minimize our tax burden? Or uh, uh, in some cases, how do we uh, how do we use the losses from crypto? Can you just use it to offset other investment gains? Or yeah, how does it work? It,
4: where we always have to start is what kind of income are you generating because people think with crypto same as they will with investment income or business income they'll think all right it, this all goes in the same bucket and a lot of times that's the case but just like investment income there's different categories on it so if you're if you've got a bunch of staking income or airdrops that's taxed one way if you've got mining or node income that's taxed another way you could be doing playar and gaming which is in its own category And then you you've got trading income. So first thing we always ask when we're consulting with clients is, tell me on a very granular level what are you involved in and how much money are you making in each bucket, and then from there that's where we start to formulate the tax strategies.
3: Okay, so uh, for your average uh, crypto investor, how does that work?
4: Yeah, so for most people. You know, as you get as you get deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole you start getting into liquidity pools nodes all, all this stuff that has a lot higher earning potential that's also riskier and harder to um to implement so for your average crypto investor most of them you're going to have probably i guess would th- be three main categories of income you're going to just have re- your regular trading cap capital gains you might have staking income and then, if you're depositing on a centralized exchange, a lot of those are paying interest on your deposits. Although that, that's gotten a lot riskier with Boyd during Celsius both declaring bankruptcy after uh-huh. Luna, Terra Luna crash. So, um, but those are the, the three main categories. And those are the good of those from a tax standpoint is that that's very basic investment income for all intents and purposes. Staking in the interest are right. analogous to dividends and interest. And then when you're doing trading, that's the same as
3: if you were trading stocks. Is there long-term capital gains uh, treatment for uh, cryptos or is it all ordinary? Yeah,
4: no, if you can hold, if you are trading and you hold it for more than a year, you get that same long-term capital gains treatment. The other thing that's interesting with crypto trading right now, and this will probably be closed in the next year to two, I'd say, but it's not subject to the wash sale rules. Right. So that's kind of an interesting, when we're doing, when finan, we're not financial advisors, but especially when financial advisors are planning with their clients on tax loss harvesting, you've got to be careful and you've got sort of these conflicting yeah. goals of harvesting the loss, but not losing out on the market exposure if things go up. With crypto, you can sell your whole, port, your whole bag and buy it back a minute later, but you've realized the loss, at, at least as the, the laws and rules
3: are written now. All right, so wash sales are like you you have a, sh- a stock, you own shares in it, you've got a loss, you sell it so you get the loss, but then there's a time limitation uh, when you can hop back in that stock. And yeah. so w- what is that normally the wash sale? Um,
4: it, you have to, it's 30 days. So you, right. I think it's either on the 30 or 31st day that you can buy buy the stock back and, it not be disallowed under the wash sale rules. Right. So like crypto we don't have to we don't have to worry about that, so, which is okay. one of the during yeah. this bear market that's one of the main strategies that we're we're looking at and it's also one there are other strategies for more advanced crypto investors, but loss, loss harvesting is applicable to pretty much mo- if if you own crypto pretty much you can utilize it Assuming the the loss is big enough to offset the transaction
3: fees. So if we uh, look, uh, if we set up a hedge uh, spread in crypto where we're buying crypto and selling it at the same time, all right, um, I can get losses without really getting any losses sell off the losing position, reopen it virtually instantaneously so I can generate unlimited numbers of losses with my crypto portfolio, can I?
4: Depending on how you structure it, yeah, you at least don't have
3: the wash sale limitations on it the way you would with traditional investing. So if I buy uh, cryptos and I'm selling a, a, a future, okay? So I'm selling it short in the futures market, buying it long, I could actually do both buy, do a spread, and then close the position, or rather sell off the losing end of that position, and then buy it back instantaneously. And I got a loss instantaneously
2: there, right? Don't just survive, thrive. The Financial Survival Network. Osino Resources is a Ross Beattie backed gold exploration company in mining friendly Namibia. Osino's district scale land package is situated near two producing gold mines, one of which Osino's management team previously developed and sold to B2 Gold. Osino's founders and management are experienced mining professionals who have already successfully developed and sold two companies in the past seven years. Osino has a tight share structure, and with its current treasury, it can self-fund the advancement of its gold discovery into at least 2020. Too. This is an exploration company with drills turning that you'll definitely want to pay attention to. Osino trades in New York under the ticker OSIIF and in Toronto under the ticker OSI. To learn more, go to osinoresources.com. That's osinoresources.com. This is the Financial Survival Network, the information you need to thrive, thrive. now more than ever. Depending on the
4: specifics of that derivative, yeah.
3: So oh it's this this, what they have effectively done without knowing it, and I go back a few years. I got a few years on you uh there was a thing called the commodity straddle, and you'd do spreads and commodities, you'd sell off the losing leg of the spread, buy it back right away, and you could do this to generate virtually unlimited losses, yeah. All right. When did uh, they? When did they? Did, here.
4: did they get rid of that? I'm I'm not familiar oh, yeah. with that one. Okay. Yeah, they uh, <laughs>
3: they they made straddles illegal, but crypto straddles is the new way. I guess they'll oh. have to get rid of that now that we've mentioned it here for the first <laughs> yeah. time. As far as I know, Micah, that no one's ever mentioned this before. Other no, than I, I that's not something through.
4: I've discussed on any interview before. Yeah, so I think you're the first one who's who's brought that up. Mm-hmm. But that's what's fascinating. Part of the reason we love crypto and crypto taxes are the same reason it's a nightmare for your average crypto (laughs) investor is that there's no rule. I say no rules, but there's practically no rules out there because the IRS has only issued guidance on like five or six things. They've issued guidance on that mining income is business income. Coin for coin trades are taxable. You can't do 1031 exchanges on cryptocurrency. Right. That hard hard forks and airdrops are taxable income. And like one uh, one other main category they've addressed, but staking, NFTs, nodes, these things that now are sort of ubiquitous and everywhere and are huge money, there, there's no guidance on them at all. So that the good and the bad of the space is that there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of room for interpretation problem ends up being is that people will take that to one extreme or the other what's the
3: point if if you're not going to take it to an extreme yeah look this is cryptos the way they're currently and it's legal currently regulated taxed uh they've created this humongous loophole Mm -hmm. and uh you know um why shouldn't you take advantage of it as judge uh, Learned hand once said Uh, you don't have a duty to the country as a citizen to pay the highest possible marginal tax rate. In fact, it's the opposite. Your duty as a a law-abiding citizen is to minimize your taxable income through whatever legal means are available to you. And I stress yeah. legal. And right, right now this is legal.
4: Yeah, it's legal. And there's no, um, even as they're starting to come out with proposed rules and regulations, you're just seeing where they're kind of, they're only thinking like once one step a- ahead and not seeing the ways that people could to twist things. Like one example is there's a proposed bill right now. Well, if you spend money with, if you buy something with your crypto, if you, and that's happening more and more now that people have these crypto debit cards, if you spend money with your crypto, if you have, that's an exchange of property and that's a taxable event. You've either got a capital gain or a capital loss, no matter how small that transaction is. That gets to be a nightmare. You go to Starbucks, you swipe your card, and then you've got a capital gain to report. Uh So what some people in Congress have suggested, is that for transactions under $200, they'd be exempt from this capital gains treatment. You don't have to report it. And that's awesome, assuming people don't abuse it. Because what I can see happening pretty immediately, is someone's got a million dollars worth of Bitcoin that they've got very low cost basis in, and then they're just going to sell it $200 at a time to avoid a yeah. capital gain. they're going to have to do... Even as they come up with these regulations, it's I think it's going to take multiple iterations for them to close all these loopholes or or at least gray areas
3: that are existing right now. Well, I find it all really uh, fascinating. So how did you wind up getting into the crypto taxation space? Well,
4: I've been in, I've bought some, like everybody else. In 2017, I bought a little bit of crypto during the, the ICO craze. The three grand I bought turned into one grand real quickly, and I just forgot about it. Then the market recovered. It was somewhere around six to nine grand. And I found a project that I really liked. It was the first time I understood the use case and the utility of a specific crypto project. So that was sort of what got me involved in it. Then I'd start looking at other areas just as an investor and a user and very quickly realize that no one understands the tax side. Like If if you Google crypto CPA or NFT CPA or tax attorney or anything, it's a short list. And even among those who market it, what we're finding is that a lot of them aren't crypto users, Mm -hmm. which it's hard to explain if you're not in crypto. But the little nuances of, of the mechanics of how these projects work, at least under the current regulation, the mechanics can make a huge difference on how things are taxed. Yes. So that's kind of what happened I got into crypto as a hobby and very quickly realized that first, just to, to fix my own taxes and figure and plan for that, but also we've got a bunch of online businesses. That's my main niche outside of this. And since they're all sort of tech savvy people, all of them are getting into crypto too. And to serve them, I needed to understand the rules. And a couple of years later, here we are. And this is most of what I do now.
3: I love it. All right. Well, hey, it's been great having you on. We're going to definitely have you on again, uh, especially as we get closer to tax day. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Micah, Micah, just tell us uh, how we find you, how we connect with you on the web.
4: Yeah. So if you're... The crypto investor the easiest way is if you go to crypto tax that's our website with our blog and all the information um you can also find me on twitter at frame cpa.com and those, those are the two easy easiest ways usually
3: all right excellent hey I, i'm curious about you people out there what you're doing with your crypto profits how you're using the tax laws to your benefit and Whether or not you see what Micah is doing can really help you lower income. Um, So, why don't you send me an email, kl at carryletz.com? Tell me how it's working out for you. And if you got a question for Micah, shoot me an email as well, kl at carryletz.com, and we'll get you an answer. Micah, been a pleasure. Thanks for opening our eyes. Thanks for having me,
2: man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to Financial Survival Network.com. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever.